bless us. Now, Father God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, not one word will fall to the ground. And we pray, Father God, you open up every ear, Lord God, every deaf ear. We pray in the name of Jesus, it be open. And Father God, we loose your power, we loose your anointing. And God, we praise you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Amen. Chapter number four in the book of Second Samuel's. Uh, we're going to begin reading at verse number four. Remember, we, our subject is being lame in the father's house. Lame in the father's house. When we begin to speak about lameness, we're talking about being crippled or being disabled. Uh, you may have a limb that might be a uh, cause of uh, being disabled. Or when we want to move on to the spiritual side, if there may have been an injury which resulted in unsound uh, understanding or unsound judgment, uh, it also means a depletion of strength. Uh, when we talk about being lame in the father's house. Now, you would think that one would have strength in the father's house, but we're talking about being lame, being impaired in judgment when we're actually in the father's house. Now, beginning at verse number 4 in Second Samuel chapter number 4, verse 4 says, And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass, as he made haste to flee, that he fell and he became lame. And his name was Maxibotheth, and his name was Maxibotheth. And when we begin to, begin to talk about Jonathan and what the word Jonathan actually means, the word Jonathan here, it means Jehovah's gift. Now, watch this particular scripture. We're talking about Jonathan, which is, represents Jehovah's gift, and he says he's, he's the builder of Saul. Now, the word Saul there not only means to ask, but it also means death. Now, then it says that his son was lame of his feet. So what's happening here is that there comes a time when the, when the gift that Jehovah has given us, because of the adversary, it, it can, be, it can uh, uh, end up in a place of death. But it also means that if one can become lame or impaired in judgment uh, in their understanding. Now, the word feet there means understanding. So what we want to do is go on to the spiritual height, the understanding that here he is, one that dispels shame or disgrace. He is lame in his understanding, but he's in the Father's house. He's in the Father's house, but he has poor judgment. Anybody been there before? You're in the Father's house, but you still got poor judgment. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he's lame. Now, how did he end up being lame? Now, let's look at the latter part of verse number 4. It says there were tidings that came of Saul and Jonathan. In other words, when tidings come, or good news comes about the death of your gift. Now, your, your, even though the, the Bible says your gift will make room for you, but too much of the world will kill your gift. Amen? You can't have the world and, and, and God too, so it will kill your gift. But then it says this, and his nurse took him up and he fled. Now, the word Jezreel there means it's a place of harmony. It's musical chords. 
It's just like this when you talk about musical, musical chords. When you're dealing with chords, it is more than uh, one note. It's a, a combination of notes, but they make a harmony. They, they, they make a harmony. Now, when it makes a harmony, uh, that means it makes a good sound. So when the tidings come, one would expect that there would be a harmony coming. But what happened was the news that he received came from disharmony. And in the midst of uh, receiving uh, tidings of disharmony, the nurse, which is the caretaker, or his support system, drops him. And, and in the uh, process of fleeing, in, in the process of somebody trying to rescue someone else, they, they, they drops him. Have anybody been dropped by their support system before? You thought somebody had your back, amen, and they dropped you. But in the process of being dropped, you became lame in your understanding. You become lame in your understanding. All right. Now, he, his name means dispeller of shame, okay? Now, let's go to Second Samuel chapter number 9. I just want to walk through this because we're talking about being lame in the Father's house, being lame in the Father's house. Impaired of judgment, you know, uh, lack of understanding, okay? And it happens in a flight when you begin ready to, 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 to take off and something happens and it calls ones to drop you and you are there alone and you have to stay there with what's going on with you. Now, Second Samuel chapter number 9 starts with verse number 1. It says, And David said, Is there yet? any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. You know, the beauty of it is, is when everybody else drops you, God will always pick you up. God will come looking for you. See, the word David there means the beloved. So the beloved, he will come looking for us when, when we have been left uh, uh, without any type of support or our caretaker is gone. So here it is now. It says, Dave asks, David asks a question, the beloved of God. Is there yet any that is left of the house of, of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? See, God wants to show us kindness. You know, a lot of times people feel like God does not love them because of the condition they're in. But God said, I want to show you kindness. You know, even though we may be lame, lame in judgment, <laughs> impaired in our understanding. God said, I want to show you kindness. So what God does, he comes looking. He's on, he's on a hunt. Amen. When we think nobody else cares, we can always know that God is always there for us. Amen. Now, as we continue, verse number two, it says, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba, and when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is. Now it's important that we know what these words mean. Now the word Ziba there means statue, but it also is a symbol of a legacy. Anytime you see a statue, there's a lot of statues in, in different places, Anytime you see a statue, you have to understand there's a legacy attached with that, with that statue. So he's inquiring. So now as we begin to look at verse number 3, it says, And the king said, Is there not yet 
beginning of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son, he's a builder, which is what? He is lame on his feet. In other words, he's lame on his understanding. God doesn't, doesn't care the fact that we may have some, some, some uh, um, judgments that's not correct. Amen. When he comes looking, he's come looking for a purpose. Zebra, he, the legacy begins to share that he is lame in his understanding. In other words, what had happened to him, the, the, the drop, the fall, had caused him to be lame in his understanding. Things that have happened to us in our lives, uh, whether we were small children or as we grew up in life, uh, sometimes they do leave a scar or they leave a, a lasting effect upon us. And it causes us sometimes to make bad judgments. Amen? Because a lot of times it causes us to make bad judgments. And it's all because we are lacking in our understanding. But God is on a hunt, and he's looking for those type of people. Amen? Because it's just, I think I said this last week, if, if you came already full, then you won't receive anything because you can't get nothing poured in. Amen? It's just like a glass of water. If it's already filled to the top, no matter what is poured into, uh, you can't get nothing in. But if we empty ourselves and allow the Lord to pour into us, then we can get something else. Amen? So God is looking for those people that's, that's hungry and thirsty for, for him and for his righteousness sake. Amen? This is what God is looking for. Now, watch the word. Watch the word. Remember, he's crippled in his spiritual understanding. You know, we can go to church all our life and still be crippled in our spiritual understanding. Amen. I've been there, done it, got a trophy and T-shirt. Crippled in our understanding. Amen. Uh, grew up in the church. You know, and thought I had it all going on, but did not understand. I was really crippled in my spiritual understanding until the Lord came looking and showed me what truth was. Amen. When you find out what truth is, you have to discard what you, what you were taught because we were taught those things and come to the point where God says, I want to do something for you. I want to do something in your life. I want to change that fact that you are spiritually crippled in your understanding. Whenever we are spiritually crippled, that means God can help us. Amen. He desires to, but when we're crippled in our spiritual understanding, see, it's a difference. You can be crippled in the natural, and it's okay. But one thing we do not want to do is be crippled in our spiritual understanding because when we're crippled in our spiritual understanding, we will call wrong right and right wrong. Amen. And so that's how, you know, I've been there too. Amen. Call wrong right and right wrong. Amen. So, so we want to change all that, all right? Now, watch what, what happens here in verse number 4. Verse 4 says, And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Zeba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Micah. Now, he's in the house of Micah. What does the word Micah there mean? Now, the word Micah there means um, deprived of freedom. This is, see, sometimes people will take you to a place and you'll find that you're de deprived of freedom. But he, that word also means to be enslaved. A, a lot of people today, even in the body of Christ, we're still ens enslaved because we still have the wrong mentality. Amen? We're still enslaved. 
But there he is now. He's, he's in the house of Micah. He's a place which deprived him of freedom. And at that point, he's enslaved. You know, it's bad to be a slave to somebody else and it's not God. Amen. Because we're slaves to a lot of things, right? Amen. We are enslaved to a lot of things that's not of God. But God is wanting to change all that. So the Bible says here in, in 2 Samuel chapter number 9, verse number 4, he says, he inquires, the king inquires, where is he? Zebra said unto the king, he's in the house of Micah. He's enslaved. Sometimes our mentality will keep us enslaved. Amen. It's just like this. We should, we, we, we're in this mentality that we're supposed to always be poor. We're supposed to always be broke. Amen. We're supposed to always be in a struggle. Have you ever seen somebody's always going through a storm? I mean, even in the natural, the storm does end and the sun does come up, right? Amen. In the natural. So why should we be in a storm all the time? I'm just going through. You see, that's the mentality that needs to be changed. Amen. That mentality needs to be changed. Now, the Bible says here in verse number 5, well, the latter part of, of four, 4, we want to finish that. He says, Behold, he is in the house of Micah. He's the son of Amelia in Lodabar. Hmm, interesting. Now, uh, the word Amelia there means the people of God. But where are the people of God? The Bible says here they're in Lodabar. Now, Lodabar there means they're in a place of barrenness, <laughs> a place of rebellion. Uh, they are in a place of being in unfruitful. So the, the one, the, the nurse, the, the caretaker can only take him to a place that she knew. She goes down to Lodabar. How many of us goes down to the place of Lodabar when we're going through? We have a difficult time, you know, a place of barrenness, a, a place of unfruitfulness. Amen. We, we don't want to go and, 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 and load a ball because it says there that the Bible says that that word Amelia there means uh, God's people. God's people has no business in load a ball. God's people has no business being in a place of barrenness. They have no business being in a place of unfruitfulness. And see, what happens is that when we allow uh, the, the, the spirit of Saul to kill our gift, oftentimes we will find ourselves in a situation where the leader in us, the leader, because it also means a place of no leader or no leadership, the, the leader that's supposed to be in us is not in operation. Amen. Sometimes when we're supposed to be leading, we follow it. And nine times out of ten, if you're not following the right person, and they don't have that, that leadership. And when it comes down to the spiritual leadership, you, you put the Bible say the blind will lead the blind and they're all going to fall in the ditch, right? So we want to make sure that the leader within us is in operation. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about leadership in the church because you got to have that too. But we got to have leadership in our home. See, if, if we don't rise up as the leader in our home and we can become in, in, in a barren place or it can be unfruitful, Amen. But it said these are people of God. That, that word, Amelia, means the people of God. It's amazing to find out and discover how many of God's people that cause themselves to be saints, that they're in a place called Lodabar, a place of barrenness, unfruitful, but yet they're in God's house. Amen. They're, they're in God's house. They're unfruitful. Now, let's continue. Now, verse number 6 says, now, from a which means dispel or, or, or shame or disgrace, 
See, he's the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul. When he come unto David, he fell on his face, and he did reverence. And David said, and he answered, he said, Behold thy servant. See, God will call out that, that, that spirit of um, disgrace or the spirit of shame, and he will give us an invitation to come because he wants to bless us. Now watch what God does. Even though we're lame in our understanding, amen, even though we're impaired in judgment, watch what God will do. Watch, watch what God will do. Let's see what the word says here. Watch what God will do. Verse number 7. Verse 7 says, And David, which means the beloved, he said unto him, Fear not. First thing God has to do when he comes to us, and usually when God brings a call upon our life or he wants to give us an assignment, the first thing he has to do is calm our fears, right? Because we, we get scared. Anybody been afraid when God called them before? Amen. Tell you to go do something, and, and we, we get these butterflies in our stomach, and we don't want to do that. So the first thing he does, he speaks to our fears because we, we have to begin to operate in faith. He will speak to our fear. He says here, and David, the beloved, said unto him, Fear not, watch this, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And, watch what he says, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continuously. Now, you're lame in judgment, but God said, listen, I want to restore you. I, I, I want to do some things for you. I understand your situation, the Lord is saying. He said, but I'm going to bring restoration to your life. This is a season of restoration for the body of Christ. Even though we may be lame in our understanding, lame in our judgment, God said, I want to bring restoration to your life. Now, let's go, keep your place there in 2 Samuel chapter number 9. Let's go to the book of Joel, Joel chapter number 2. The book of Joel chapter number 2. Yeah, the book of Joel, Joel chapter number 2. Amen. Remember now, you're going to keep your place in 2 Samuel chapter number 9, but we're going to the book of Joel. Remember now, God says now, I'm going to restore. Amen. He says we're going to, he's going to restore. This is the season of restoration. God is going to restore. The book of Joel, uh, chapter number 2, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 25. Are we there? Talking about being lame in the Father's house. This shows you the kindness of God. Amen. Now, verse number 25 says this. He says, And I will restore to you the years, the years that the locusts, huh, have eaten. Now, the word locust there means a rapid increase of destruction. Sometime in our life, we will go through a rapid increase of destruction. In other words, a major loss. Amen. Sometimes it seems like we're always on the losing end. But God said, I'm going to restore that loss. Okay? He said, I'm, I'm going to restore that, 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 that rapid increase of destruction or that, that rapid increase of loss. He said, I'm going to restore that. Now, then he goes on and says, he says, uh, that the, even the canker worms. Now, the canker worms is one that devours. See, not only does destruction come, but then there comes that old spirit of that, that continually devour that which God has given us. 
Then he goes on and talks about, and the caterpillar. Now, the caterpillar, after the consumer comes or after the one that devours comes, then the caterpillar comes, and that's the one that ravages, it just does not show any mercy. In other words, all that you had, the enemy said, I'm going, I'm going to just, just ravage. I'm going to take everything that you have. But the beauty of it, God says, I am going to restore the years. Now, the, the years that has an S. Now, I said, okay, Lord, what are you saying? You're going to restore the years that, 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 that the enemy, you know, he has taken from us. He, you know, he consumed. There was a rapid increase of destruction. He said, I'm going to restore the years. I said, wait a minute, God. You know, long, long time ago we've lost, and over the years we've lost. But what about right now? God says, it's, this is the way it's going to be, Brenda. He said, whatever the enemy took, Whatever he took back there in those years, he says, I'm going to bring an added increase to the current value of today. Amen. Can anybody catch that? It may have had one value a long, long time ago. Amen. But now he says, I'm, a, I'm going to increase that value. Well, somebody said, well, well, the dollar ain't got no value. But with man, no, the dollar does not have value. But with God, when we talk about God's increase, God is a God of multiplication. Amen? So he says, I'm going to take all that. I'm going to bring it to the current value. In other words, you know, the Bible says, when the thief be caught, you got to pay back double. Amen? But there's a part there that says when he is caught, when the thief is caught, he's got to pay back seven times. Amen? So whatever you lost during those years, the enemy's got to give it back seven times. You're going to get seven times more. Can I get an amen on that? Amen? Amen. I don't mind, you know, um, I, I get excited when I think about what God's going to do. Amen. Not only in the natural, but I thank God for what he's going to do in the spiritual. Amen. Because I'm going to get seven more times a spiritual wisdom and spiritual revelation. See, that's what excites me because everything after that will, will come. Amen. Because the word of God says, if I seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, everything is going to come. Can you imagine seven times more of what you lost? Now, only, only you and you alone can calculate your losses. Amen. Spiritually, physically, as well as financially. Anybody got some major, had some major losses? Can you imagine seven times more God's going to restore? See, 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 God is an awesome God. Even though we're lame in the Father's house, even though our spiritual understanding is not where it should be, God says, I want to show you kindness. Amen? He says, I want to show you kindness. And he says, I'm going to bless you. But the thing, I said, well, Lord, you know, you bless some folks too, but they don't know what to do with it. Amen? So the Lord says, in the process of the increase coming, he said, begin to pray for a sound mind. Amen? Begin to pray that we're able to handle what God is going to release into our hands. Everybody can't handle a whole lot. That's why a lot of people is in lack. Amen. Because if God give them too much, you know, they don't know what to do with it. Amen. You know, they'll blow it up. Amen. They can do some crazy stuff. Amen. I'm not talking about blowing in the natural. I'm talking about they can really blow some things up. Amen. So God said, listen, he said, I'm going to bless you. I mean, can you imagine the years you've gone through some things? You know, what about pain and hurt and sorrow? Huh. Can you imagine getting seven times that amount as far as in kindness? See, you've got to flip the switch, okay? So God said, I'm going to restore that. I'm going to bless. He said, but you've got to change your mindset. Amen? Because, you know, I said earlier, some folk is always in a struggle. God said, no, 
your struggling days are over, God. So he says, there's going to come a day of surplus. Amen. He says, there's going to come a day of surplus. So it's, it's our mentality that has to be changed. Because sometimes we can be in a struggle for so long, we think that's how it's supposed to be. Amen. But that's in man's thoughts. That's not God's way. He, my father says this. He said he owns a cow on a thousand hills. Amen. In other words, every provision that I need, every provision that you need, God said, I already got it. It's, it's already there. It's yours. God said, I am going to restore everything that the enemy has taken from you, and there's going to be an increase. Amen. I've lost some things. I've, I've lost spiritually. I've lost, I've lost financially. Amen. I've lost some things. But God said, I'm excited about the restoration period. Amen. I'm, I'm looking forward to what God's going to do. But in the meantime, Brother Norris, I want to make sure my mindset is right. Amen. Because sometimes we feel like, okay, I, this is how it's supposed to be. I've gone through the struggle all my life, and this is the devil is a lie. Amen. The devil is a stinking lie. Amen. Because God is saying this is a season of restoration, and I'm going to walk in that. I'm going to speak it. Amen. A lot of times we don't have because we don't speak it out. Amen. So once we begin to speak, because the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you don't speak it, it's not going to come. Amen. Somebody said, well, that's that naming and claiming. You can call it what you want to. Amen. I go along with the words. <laughs> the words of life and death is in the power of the tongue. I speak restoration because that's what God says is going to happen. Amen. I don't speak. I'm going to continue in the pathway from, from previous years. Those negative things are going to continue to happen. I speak positiveness. Amen. In every area of my life. Amen. So it goes for the same for all of you. Amen. You got to receive what the Lord has uh, prepared and is ready to give you. Amen. Talking, he's talking about the season of restoration. Amen. Now let's go back to 2 Samuel chapter number 9. We're going back now. Going back. Understanding now, I don't see too many folk getting excited about uh, 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 the season of restoration. Amen. Amen. Listen, well, you know, you got this. Well, listen, all I know is about my God. Amen. And what I do know, he can work, he can work it. Amen. Our Father, he can work it. Amen. He not only can he work it, but he can bring it. Amen. He can bring it. Now, going back to 2 Samuel chapter number 9. Now, he says he's going to eat at his table continuously, but he's lame in his spiritual understanding. He's lame. A lot of time we are held hostage in the things of the past. Amen. I, 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 I shared this before. Dr. Manley has a friend, and uh, uh, he, was, he was here, but he's going back to uh, Alabama. And whenever I came into his presence, he always talked about things that he did 20 years ago and 30 years ago. And, and, and back in the day, back in the day, he was, as Dr. Manley said, uh, he was a legend in his own time. I said, what kind of legend was he? He was a, he was a big-time drug dealer. Can, can we get real? Amen. Amen. He was a legend in his own time. So what he did was, that's all he knows right now. Even though, you know, it, it's in a place where God has, has changed his life, taken him from that arena, uh, he's having to learn to trust God. Amen. But his mind is still stuck in yesterday. See, and that's how it is when it comes down to the body of Christ and even to those in the world. We're still stuck in yesterday, the things that we used to do. 
But see, God wants to remove us from that place and take us to a higher place in God. And listen, God got it. Amen. He, he can feed all of us. He can, he's got, he has gotten so much wealth. Amen. And so much love. He's got enough for everybody. Amen. And he does not come up short. So he says, listen, you're going to be able to eat at his table continuously at the Father's table. Now, can't nobody give you a better spread than the Father. <laughs> nobody can give you a better spread than the Father himself. Amen. Now, only God can do that. Only the Master. Now, watch what he says. Let's continue now. Uh, verse, uh, the latter part, of, no, start with verse number 8. Now, verse 8 says, and he bowed himself and said, now, this is how we do. This, this is how we do when God wants to bless us. You know, I don't know where we get this stuff from. Amen. I don't know who taught us this, that humbleness means being, being completely poor, no shoes, rag. I don't know who taught that. And I don't know who taught that supposed to be salvation. No, I don't know who taught that mess. But watch the mindset. See, you got to be careful with the mindset. Verse 8 says, And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant? that thou should looketh upon such a dead dog as I am. Perception. That's how he saw himself. He saw himself as a dead dog, like a dead dog. You know, no value. He said, I, I'm like a dead dog. I mean, there's no life. There's no value. You're worthless. I was in conversation with, with two young men yesterday. And it's ironic. One of them said this exact thing. He said, well, I'm, not, I'm about like a dog. Dead dog. I said, okay. I said, you and my message for Sunday. He looked at me. He said, what? I said, you just call yourself worthless, useless. He said, well, I don't try to fake it to me. I said, but you just said you were like, you were like a dead dog. And so, you know, naturally then that opened the door for the Lord to go ahead and speak. Amen. So as we began to listen to what he was saying, he was talking about all the things he had gone through when he went through the war. Got an awesome story, awesome story, you know, and, and we wonder why these people come back from, from overseas and in the military messed up. Of the things that they have gone through. Here this man went through, 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 through the battleground, went through the firing lines just to feed some children from Somalia because they was hungry. And his, and his mindset was, okay, now they steal everything. So what do we need to do to prevent them from stealing? So he says, we need to get them food. But he had to take a risk in order to get them food. He had to go through the enemy lines with bullets flying just to feed some hungry children. But yet, when it comes down to the government, they don't want to give you no money. After you messed up in the head. Amen. I mean, it's just, and, and him, he felt like he was a dead dog. And I'm like... Do you not hear what's coming out of your mouth? That the, the bravery that, that you had to go through just to feed somebody else when you was on, had to go through the enemy line. Not one time, but several times. And even to the point where everybody else turned back, he went by himself just to feed those kids. I found it amazing. But his perception was, I'm just like a dead dog. Perception. How do, how do we see ourselves? How do you, making it personal, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as useless, worthless, no good? No. God said, no, that's not who you are. 
God says, you are a mighty man of valor. God, God says, you know, you're kings and you're priests. And I'm going to minister to him and tell him who God says he is. And you know, his favorite, his favorite, his favorite scripture on uh, Minister Adams was Psalms 139. He knew how wonderfully God had made him. You know, he, he understood how he was born and how God had began to show him, even in, 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 his, in the womb of his mom. He knew all that, but he could not come up out of yesterday. So he saw himself useless as a dead dog. How many people out there in the world see themselves like that? See themselves. They can't come up out of the shame. They can't come up out of the disgrace of whatever that past brought them. So therefore, they still live in the past rather than living in the now. Amen? Now, let me hurry along. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Perception. Perception. Look at verse number 9. See, now see, he, he sees himself as a dead dog, okay? Now, verse number 9 says, Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertains to Saul and to all his house. Let me tell you something. God's going to go back. When, he's, when I say go back in this time of restoration, he's going to go back some years, not only from what, what you have lost, but what your grandma lost, what your grandpa lost. Uh, he's going to go way, way back and bring all of that up into your now. Amen? And then he's going to give you some people to serve you. Amen? Some folks, well, I don't know about a sermon. Well, listen, this man was lame in his understanding. So what you don't have, Amen. What you're depleted of, God said, I'm going to put somebody else that can help you. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because, you know, one person does not possess it all. Amen. You got to have help. Amen. You have to have help. Now, going back now to, to verse number 10, 2 Samuel chapter number 9. It says, Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruit, now remember now, it says they're going to bring in the fruit huh, that thy master's son may have food to eat, okay? But remember now, he was in Lodabar, he was in a place of, of uh, unfruitfulness. All of a sudden now, you're going to be fruitful. God said, no longer are you going to be unfruitful. He said, now you're going to be fruitful, amen? No longer are you going to be barren. He said, now uh, uh, you're going to be barren, Amen. In other words, you're going to be able to give birth to the things that God has called for you to do. Amen. He's, he says, that's going to happen. He said, I understand that you're sometimes, you're lame in your understanding. He said, because you're sitting at my table, because you're sitting at the Father's table, God says, listen, I'm going to give you somebody to help you accomplish what God has ordained for your life. Amen. That, that's awesome. I, I thank God every day for that. Amen. Because, listen, I, I can't play. I mean, I, I do good to sing. Amen. And I'm learning to do that. Amen. But, God, I'm going to put people around you to do the things that you need to do. Amen. Those things that, that you're in a place wherein you can't accomplish it yourself, God, I'm going to give you some helpers. I'm going to give you somebody to help you to do the things that God has called and ordained for your life. Amen. God will put people in your life. Whatever, whatever you're struggling with, God said, listen, I'll put somebody in your life that will help you, that will teach you, that will show you the way, but they're going to be sent from God and not from the devil. So you've got to always watch that too. Amen. Because everybody that comes don't necessarily mean they're the right people. Amen. That's when you've got to have some discernment. You've got to have some discernment. Because you've got to remember now, you're lame and you're understanding. And sometimes we will call right, wrong, and wrong, right. Amen. 
Anybody done that before? Amen. We might as well be real in the house. Amen. We, we, we can be real. Now, the, the last verse it says here, uh, and Mephibosheth said he had a young son, and whose name was Micah. Now, the word Micah means uh, who is like God. And then he says, all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, a place of peace, for he did eat continuously at the king's table. But watch this. And he was lame on both his feet. He was lame in his understanding, but he continually, he sat and he ate at the father's table. He continuously ate at the father's table. See, some folks say, well, I, I, I don't want to get saved. And that's something that young man said to He said, I don't want to get saved because until my life is right. I mean, you, know, you know, I know people saying I need to get saved. But he said, I just want to wait until I get my life is right. I said, baby, let me tell you something. You, if we're waiting on us, we will never show up. In, at, at, the, at God's table, amen, because we all got issues, amen. So, and that's the reason why so many people say, well, I, I don't want to go to church. I, 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 I don't want to live for the Lord. I don't want to do that because I'm not going to live right. You show me a person that's living 24-7 right, that means they have died and gone to heaven, amen, because it's impossible, amen, amen, amen. So, well, I don't do it. Well, let me tell you something. That, uh, this is one illustration I love to use. You know when you owe a debt, you hadn't paid them. You know, you, everything that comes across there is not telemarketing. Sometimes they bill collectors, right? Amen. Sometimes they bill collectors. Amen. Now, to, to avoid that call and you know who it is, it's the same thing as telling a lie. And the Bible says this, all, li all liars have their part in the, in the lake of fire. Amen. So we can't judge one person sin by another. Oh, I don't, wait a minute. You know. We, ha we have not all arrived. None of us arrived. We're still striving to get there. You know, see, it's only to those that make it, make it to the end. It says, the same shall be saved. Every day we need to ask God to help us to get to the place where he needs for us to be. Because he's, he does say this also. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Amen. So we want to be like the Father. Amen. But we want to set at the table of the Father. That's the beauty. He will allow us to, can you imagine that? God will let us sit at his table in our messed up condition. That's, that, that's love. He said, I want to show some kindness. I want to show kindness. What better kindness can it be that this morning, even though we didn't do everything right yesterday, that he chose to wake us up this morning? That's kindness. See, some things we just take for granted, but it's the kindness of the Lord. Lame. You know, he, he welcomes us, even though we're lame in, in our condition, in our spiritual condition, he allows us to sit at his table. Now, when it comes down to man, now, you, you can be lame in your understanding all you want to, but sometimes man ain't going to help you. Most time, amen. They will not allow you to sit at their table, amen, in your condition, amen, amen. But Jesus is saying, God is saying, he said, listen, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to feed you, I'm going to restore you, but most of all, what's most precious, he says, I'm going to let you sit in my presence. I'm going to let you sit in my presence at the table with the Father. I mean, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. That he will allow a wretch like us. He loved us while we were yet sinners. He died for us while we were yet sinners. So he says, listen, come, come dine with me. Come dine with me. God's giving us an invitation. He is saying, come and dine with me. Boy, that's the best bread you could ever have. Best bread, because ain't no contaminated food. <laughs> Amen. Nothing's contaminated. You're right there. In fact, you'll be the one by the time he gets through, the change will be in you. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Lame, lame in the, at, at the Father's table. Lame at the Father's table. God, I thank you. I, I th I, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. 